Welcome to Firearms Trainers Podcast, part of the ConcealedCarry.com network. I'm your host, Rob Beckman, and today we'll be talking about Rangemaster. We bring you this podcast to support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at the FTA, the Firearms Trainers Association. Visit their website at ftaprotect.com to learn more about the instructor coverage they offer and their competitive pricing. Receive a special 10% off on your policy by entering promo code FTP10 at checkout. This episode is brought to you by the concealedcarry.com business directory. Did you know that you can get a free listing for your instruction business on concealedcarry.com? Visit biz.concealedcarry.com and add your business for free. It will be searchable online and to potential students who use the concealedcarry.com mobile app. Claim your listing today. Today, we are joined by author and expert trainer, Tom Givens from Rangemaster. Welcome, Tom. How are things going today? Good morning, Rob. Everything's good here. I'm in South Florida for a few days, enjoying myself. Cooling off a little bit there, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm on the road most, most of the time, so just being able to get off the road and chill for a bit. Uh, well, I've been a long time admirer of you and uh, Rangemaster, but if there are some listeners out there that don't know who Tom Gibbons and Rangemaster is, can you give our listeners a little bit of your background and what type of work you do? Oh, um, been in this game for a very long time. I spent uh, 25 years in one law enforcement job or another in uh, Memphis, which, uh, although it's a smaller city, is one of the most violent metropolitan areas in the U.S. So we got to investigate an awful lot of violent crime during that time, spent time both in patrol and investigations. While I was doing that, I went through all of the institutional schools. I'm an NRA law enforcement firearms instructor and tactical shooting instructor, been through the FBI, police firearms instructor school, and on and on and on. Um, Shot competitively most of my life, was in uh, the rifle team in high school, shot PPC early in my police career, was involved in setting up IPSC back in the 70s. I was the original section coordinator for the southeastern U.S., won a few state and regional championships in that game. Uh, Later, I was involved in setting up IDPA, being a slow learner. Uh, My IDPA member number is A00008, so it gives you an idea why I got involved in that. Mm-hmm. Won a couple of state and regional championships in that game. So I've been around the competitive side for a long time. Uh, been taking private training since the 1970s. Um, trained with just about everybody from the old heads like Cooper and Taylor to uh, more modern guys like Gabe White, uh, Ernie Langdon, and everybody in between. For uh, five or six years, I was on the masthead of SWAT magazine. My column every month was to go to a different school and uh, see how they did things, write them up for the magazine. That was dream job for trainers. I got to go around the country and steal, um, uh, audit how different <laughs> people taught things and work that into our programs. Started teaching um, professionally on a part-time basis in 1975, but uh, full-time in 1996. So I've been full-time trainer now for 24 years. So uh, I could go on, but I think you get the picture. <laughs> been been, the, been there around the block a couple times, huh? Yeah. Uh. That's about, uh, 50 years of uh, either doing this for a living or teaching it for a living. Well, we very much appreciate you making time for us today and sharing your expertise with, um, with our audience. The okay. first question I got for you, you know, throughout the year with uh, Rangemaster and such, but what is Rangemaster? Well, uh, in 1996, I had an opportunity to uh, open a training facility in Memphis. Uh, full-time school had a, uh, Huge uh, indoor range, a smaller range, uh, hand-to-hand area, a uh, couple of classrooms, a shop where we built props and whatnot, all in one huge building. <clears throat> so we started teaching uh, 
pretty much seven days a week, year round there. Talked to about 46,000 people in the uh, 18 years we had that, that facility open. Uh, in 2014, we decided to close that. And I had been doing more and more training on the road uh, over the last five or six years of, of that facility's existence. And uh, when we built it, it was uh, kind of out on the edge of town, but the uh, city had marched past it and it was in a, a less desirable neighborhood after 18 years. So we decided to just close it and go full-time on the road in 2014. So that's that what we've been doing ever since. I teach literally all over the United States. Uh, I think this year I've got 35 road trips and uh, pretty much pretty much everywhere in the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, that's a lot, lot of road travels at least. What yeah. kind of what what kind of uh, classes do you teach? Well, we teach uh, actually probably about a dozen, 12, 14 different courses: uh, handgun and shotgun. I don't do carbine. I, I, I used to long ago, but I leave that to the uh, young guys that have got more time to keep up with all the gizmos and gadgets than I do. Uh, that that's a pretty technical field now. But teach a pistol and shotgun. But for the last several years, my real emphasis has been instructor training. Uh, I'll, I'll turn 68 in a couple of weeks. And uh, my emphasis for the last couple of years really has been trying to train up the next generation of uh, instructors so they can uh, not lose all the uh, institutional memory that we've built up over the last 50 years, myself and several other old, old guys like me. Uh, Clint Smith, Mass AU, John Farnham, uh, we're all, you know, in the, in the 70 year old range now. Uh, Hackathorn is, is retired now. Uh, so there's uh, an awful lot of hard won information that's going to go by the wayside if we don't pass it on to other people. So I've been really putting an emphasis on instructor training. We do uh, three levels of instructor class with pistol and one with shotgun. And uh, with, with handgun, it's a, a building block type approach. You take the first one, then you can take the next one, you take the next one. But if you take all three of them, that encompasses 64 hours of instructor training and actually make a pretty well-rounded, skillful uh, trainer out of somebody with that amount of time and effort. Mm-hmm. I think one thing that makes it uh, your program a little bit, a little bit unique from other programs is you don't actually give pe- the instructors a uh, curriculum to teach from. You teach them the skills and they build their own curriculum. Is that correct? Right. This, this is not a uh, <laughs> pyramid scheme type thing where you go out and teach and, and Cut me back a check. Uh, there's no no connection at all to our school other than us saying that you're certified to teach modern, effective self-defense techniques. Um, our, our class, our instructor classes uh, are somewhat difficult. They're meant to be. Uh, we demand a pretty high standard of people, both in knowledge and in personal skill with the weapon. Uh, I'm, I'm of the t- type, I don't think you can teach a subject well unless you can do it well. And plus, there's a lot of background information we expect people to know and a lot to be impart during the class. Um, I just checked the last 20 or so basic instructor classes. We had a 11% washout rate, which uh, to me indicates we're doing things right. We don't want everybody to pass. That doesn't mean anything. Uh, we don't want too many people to fail. Then, then it uh, becomes irrelevant. But I think a 10 or 11% washout rate is probably just about right. It, uh, Cuts out people who are simply not ready to teach, don't have the background, don't have their own skills ingrained yet. And uh, if you get a certification as an instructor from Range Master, it actually means something. Mm-hmm. And they can always come back after they've in- improved their skills to try it again, you know, to get to that level. Yeah, we, we, we have people that do that. They come in 
thinking they're more skillful than they are, find out, you know, they get a reality check during class and they find out what their weekend, go work on that, come back and, and do it again. We've had quite a few people do that actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the, one of the purposes of testing is to identify weaknesses so then you can fix them. You don't, you don't get better by working on the things you do well. You get better by working on the things you don't do well. You eliminate the suckage. Mm-hmm. You first, you have to first identify it. Identify it, fix it, and then retest it. Right, and then and then move on to the next issue. So that's uh, that's basically what we've been doing for the last several years. I do about uh, a dozen a year of some level or other of uh, of our instructor program. Uh, I'll be going to uh, Washington State next week and uh, doing a basic instructor class and an advanced instructor class both there uh, during the course of a week and the levels you've got is you get the basic the advanced and then the, the uh, master is that correct uh, right well the, the first class is a three-day immersion level class and, and then the advanced is two days and then the master is another three days so it's actually eight days of training all together and you know i just this is going to sound arrogant but I, i've been through both the nra law enforcement side and the fbi school both of which are five-day schools. Uh, we, we do about as much in our three-day school as they do in five because we don't have a lot of downtime. You're not waiting around for other people a lot. And uh, when you take those eight days of training and put them together, they're, they're fully the equivalent of two full weeks with, with most organizations because we work long. Busy days, uh, there's not <laughs> there's not any doubt. I hate wasted time in a class, whether I'm taking a class or conducting a class. I just hate wasted time. So we, we stay pretty busy in those. So. Those 64 hours are probably the equivalent of uh, 80 to 100 in a typical institution. Well, it's uh, really condensed, and you really got to be on your game if you're going to come out of there and be, be certified. That's, that's yeah. for sure. It's, uh, well, yeah, yeah, the idea of somebody that's certified is actually highly skilled with a gun but, and also highly skilled in imparting that information to somebody else. You know, I know people that are wizards with a handgun but couldn't teach you how to tie your shoes. Mm-hmm. And the, part, of, part of the process here is learning how to teach those skills to somebody else. We put a very large emphasis, especially in the first level class, on how to coach effectively. Because at the uh, beginner level, especially, uh, coaching is really the the primary job of the instructor. And uh, it's amazing to me how many people don't have any idea how to actually do that well. So we spend a lot of time learning how to coach. In uh, each of the instructor classes, you're only uh, in the range portion of it, which is about half of the time in class. You're only shooting half the time because you're always either shooting or coaching half the class shoots and the other half coaches and then we swap and uh, change roles and then periodically we change partners so that you've got an opportunity to see different people see different problems and different people are able to observe you the guy that coached you last may not have caught an error that the next guy that coaches you will catch so uh, we spend a lot of time and emphasis on that coaching process because it's so important and yet it's, it's often neglected. Uh, I, I've seen a lot of training programs that don't really get into it at all, which is kind of odd, which when you think about it, when you're taking newbies to the range, what are you doing primarily? You're, you're coaching. You're, mm-hmm. you're part background information in the classroom. I'm a firm believer that academic stuff needs to be covered in the classroom, not on the range with people standing on their feet in the heat. They're not listening to you uh, deliver what should be a lecture. That needs to be done in the classroom. Minds are wandering someplace else for sure. (laughs) I'm hot. I'm thirsty. I need to go to the bathroom. I wish this guy would shut up uh, rather than actually listening to you. If they're sitting at a table with uh, printed material in front of them and uh, AV material on screen in front of them, then they're actually able to listen to you, see the information and and absorb it, and then go out the range and put it to use. 
But then once you get on the range, the primary things are going to be coaching. So uh, we put a lot of emphasis on how to coach correctly, uh, efficiently, and effectively. That's really great. Good uh, place to go along and get trained up before you come to uh, uh, range master class and such. Hey, here is TACCON. I know 2020 got canceled this year due to the uh, pandemic and everything. Yeah. But uh, can you give our listeners a little bit of uh, you know why TACCON is such a buzz in the industry when people sure. want, want to be in the know? Sure. Um, we started that in 1998. Uh, this year would have been the 22nd year. This is the only time in its entire 22-year history it's ever been canceled because of COVID. Um, you know, Texas said we were going to be in Dallas, Texas this year. Uh, Texas slapped a 10-person limit on gatherings, which kind of uh, eliminated us because we're 300 people. So we had to put it off until 2021. We'll be at the Dallas Pistol Club in 2021. TACCON is kind of unique uh, among the training uh, events that happen around the country during the year. Uh, as I said, we started this in 1998, so every every other event like it has come along is kind of patterned after it. Um, we used to put on a uh, annual IDPA championship match, and I noticed uh, in the running that that I had an awful lot of trainers there. And that uh, unavoidably at a big match, there's a lot of downtime because not everybody can shoot at once. So I got the bright idea, hey, I, I know all these trainers. So I coerced them into doing some training blocks while everybody's standing around waiting for their shooting time for the match. And that evolved rather quickly into, into the current uh, version of the tactical conference, which uh, we have about 40 well-known trainers from around the country come together and conduct concurrent training blocks spread over all over the property. The Dallas Pistol Club's a big, uh, elaborate facility. They got, uh, I think, nine live fire ranges and uh, other amenities there. So it's perfect, perfect place for us to do this. So on three days, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, all of these trainers are doing concurrent blocks scattered all over the, the property. And uh, there's training in legal issues. Uh, this year, Mass AU and Andrew Branco both will be doing uh, legal blocks. Uh, there's no nobody in the country better qualified than those two for that. Uh, there'll be hand-to-hand training. Uh, Cecil Birch, Paul Sharp, other, other people involved in that. They're really good at that. A lot of live fire uh, hands-on training on uh, ranges. They said they've got eight or nine live fire ranges with uh, numerous different trainers from Gabe White, Scott Jodlinski, uh, Chris Serino, I, I know I'm, I'm leaving people off because I don't have it in front of me right now. Um, South North, Craig Douglas will be doing uh, some live fire role play with uh, simulations gear. And that just gives you just a, a very brief idea of what goes on. At any given moment, there are as many as 10 different training tracks going on simultaneously around the property. Uh, people that attend have an opportunity over three days to take uh, as much training as they can fit in during those three days. The only complaint I ever get is I didn't get to do everything. Well, of course not. It's, it's three days. <laughs> there's, a, there's a limit to everything. There's a limit to what we can do in three days. But if you plan your plan your weekend well, you can get an awful lot of training during that you know, during that time frame. The uh, training blocks are two hours to four hours in length, and uh, the, lot, some of the live fire blocks are going on for four hours. Uh, so a lot of, most of the classroom stuff goes on for two hours. And you can rotate around, take some classroom stuff, take some hand-to-hand stuff, take some live fire training, and uh, come out with a really well-rounded weekend. To me, one of the primary advantages of it 
is that uh, everybody's training resources are limited. We talk about training resources. We mean uh, time, money, and ammunition. So a lot of people are uh, somewhat hesitant to travel and train with somebody that they don't really uh, know a lot about their training style. Different people have different learning styles. Different trainers have different teaching styles. It's one of the nice things about TACCON is you can uh, attend a two to four hour training block with a number of different trainers and see if their training style meshes with your learning style before you travel, spend a lot of money on a full-blown class uh, with that particular trainer. Uh, you have an opportunity to take as many as a dozen different classes over that three days from a dozen different trainers. Uh, that's that's pretty much a unique opportunity. So they get to uh, get a preview, if you will, of uh, what this guy teaches and how he teaches it before they commit a good bit of training resources to um, travel and take a class with that person. Plus, in the four-hour live hour blocks, they, they can teach you a good bit during that time, and the, and the classroom blocks are extremely informative. Um, everybody that presents has been doing this for years, if not decades, and uh, you'd be amazed the amount of information that's available there to people. Uh, to me, it's it's the absolute best training opportunity uh, all year long. It's a few hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and a lot, a lot of those people I know we've had on the podcast before, and they've uh, put out some real gems on uh, training for it. And that's only in thirty minutes that we do this podcast. Yeah. So if we could get be, be in a you know two to four hour session with them uh, on the range or in the classroom, I think it would be even more golden nuggets uh, raining mm-hmm. down upon us. Absolutely. Yeah, there there are roughly forty trainers uh, for twenty twenty one. And uh, let me just go down this list a little bit here. This is not everybody. I'll just hit some highlights. Um, Chuck Haggard, Daryl Bulky, Chris Serino, Steve Moses, John Holshin, Cecil Birch, Greg Elifertz, Carl Wren, Andrew Branca, Gabe White, Masayib, uh, John Farnham, Tatiana Whitlock, South Nark, John Murphy, Wayne Dobbs, William April, uh, Caleb Cosey, John Hearn, Spencer Keepers, that, that's just uh, that's roughly half of the trainers. All on but, top of their game, too. Yeah, yeah, those are all specialists in their field. Like uh, Spencer, for instance, makes uh, AIWB holsters, one of, the, one of that fairly small group of holster makers that actually carries a gun day in and day out and has a high degree of skill with it. And uh, he teaches a AIWB-specific block mm-hmm. uh, properly and, and safely utilize that carry method. Yeah, and then uh, Scott Jelinski, he specializes in the in the red dot, right. um, and you know that's where you know people put pick up a red dot gun. It's uh, makes it easier. But from my experience, you've got to have the proper technique, or else it could really you know foul you up. Also, which is another one yeah. of those reasons to go check him out, and then you know schedule one of his classes. Right. Yeah, I think it's important to if if you're interested in it technical field like that to find somebody that's an expert in that particular field. Uh, nobody does a red dot better than Scott. And uh, they, they give you an opportunity to uh, to not only get a good bit of information during his block, but see if you want to pursue a full-blown class with him. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Most definitely. Hey, Tom, great information. Question I've got uh, for you that we've been asking all our guests this year is what books, websites uh, are you reading, uh, watching uh, to further your education? Okay. Well, right now, the book I'm reading is uh, The Death of Expertise, which uh, is rather depressing, but I've, I found it so far, about halfway through it, I found it to be awfully accurate. Uh, gives you some explanation for how we arrived at the, the cultural status we're at right now, where everybody thinks their opinion's worth everybody else's. Uh, I've, I've long said that you know, defensive shooting, especially, is a technical field. 
And uh, in order to have a right to an opinion in a technical field, you have to have some training, education, and experience in that technical field. And I have people who know absolutely nothing about it, won't argue with me. And when I try to point out what's wrong, uh, they'll say, well, I'm entitled to my opinion. Well, no, you're not. You're entitled to an opinion in a technical field when you have some training, education, experience in that particular field. I don't argue with people about nuclear physics or plasma welding because I don't know a thing about either of those topics, but I'm willing to admit that. But uh, everybody that's got a keyboard and a firearm is an expert. And, uh, I think uh, this book's pretty interesting from, from the standpoint of understanding how that phenomena arose in this country. Um, for blogs, uh, hands down, Greg Elifritz's uh, active response training is uh, priceless. He puts that, Greg is a career police officer who will be retiring next month, been a trainer for a very long time, very, very, very sharp guy. And uh, every week on Friday, he puts out what he calls the weekend knowledge dump, which is a compilation of 30 or 40 uh, links to uh, various articles that he has found during the course of the week over a wide variety of topics related to what we do. Uh, huge amount of information there, and it's free. And Greg does all the, all the work of, of hunting down this information and curating it for you. I think uh, missing out on that's a big mistake. Uh, there's a lot of stuff in there with, with uh, 30 to 40 articles each week. Uh, that's, that's plenty of information for the typical person to absorb. So I would definitely recommend that. And he does it on a wide range of topics, too. Um, yeah, no, you know, not, which is really good. It's not just, you know, how do, how do you, you shoot a pistol? He's got shotguns, revolvers, you know, carbines, as well as first aid and, you know, how to, how to conduct a class. Very, uh, very in-depth. Yeah. You know, everything from dish medicine to how to, how to keep from being kidnapped by a cab driver in Bogota. Uh, in fact, Craig just came out with a, a new book about traveling safely around the country. Craig's probably the most around the world person. Yeah. <laughs> the most widely traveled person in the world outside of somebody that gets paid to do it for a living. And uh, he's taken his training and police background and applied it to that uh, travel. And it's come up with some uh, really innovative ways to keep yourself safe when you're traveling outside the U S you know, people in this country forget the, the rest of the world's not like us. Uh, an awful lot of the world's nothing like this country. Mm hmm. In fact, it's something I learned early on. If you want to appreciate this country, go somewhere else for a little while. <laughs> and, yep, the, the right for self-defense or carry a firearm is not universal across the world. And when you're in a non-permissive environment, especially as a non-citizen, uh, Greg's advice is extremely helpful to mm -hmm. uh, understand Absolutely. and put into practice. And the same and the same principles apply apply here. There are lots of parts of the U.S. that are becoming more and more third worldish and that's uh, it's good information to have so that, that would be my my heartiest recommendation for uh, blogs time would be uh, making making greg's a, a part of your week every week mm -hmm. yep i follow that also and, and uh, enjoy his articles and taking taking a couple classes from him also good uh, yeah. very good instructor he's, he's probably the best kept secret in this business he's, he's a very competent instructor but he doesn't Mm-hmm. Was on horn a whole lot. Yep, I agree with that completely. Well, hey Tom, where can uh, instructors find out more about you and Rangemaster? Our website's pretty pretty simple, rangemaster.com. Uh, there's a ton of information there. The schedule. Uh, one of the things we do is put out a newsletter every month, and uh, they're archived there on the uh, on the website. So there's a ton of information. Those 
Uh, each monthly newsletter is usually around 2,500 words, and uh, the articles are uh, of general interest people in the, the self-defense community. And as I said, the past issues are archived there, so there's tons of information there for free. You just go take a look at it. Okay, that sounds really great. I appreciate your time today, Tom. Uh, go along, share your expertise with everybody. I'm glad to be here. You know, well, that's a wrap for this episode. We have a few requests for our loyal listeners. Share this episode on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Encourage others to listen and subscribe. Like and rate our podcast and check out the other concealedcarry.com network podcasts. If you have any ideas for episodes, questions, or feedback, please email us at ftp at concealedcarry.com. Visit our sponsors, especially FTA at ftaprotect.com and check out their instructor insurance being a responsible instructor means having insurance coverage remember to use promo code ftp10 for 10 percent off at checkout we bring you this podcast support the industry second amendment most importantly every firearm instructor in america that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable don't forget to get out train for yourself and stay safe out there everyone Concealed Carry Inc. and ConcealedCarry.com strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.